Hey, and welcome to the Odd Gaming Podcast again. I'm Stuart. Joined as always is uh, Ed. Ed, how you doing today, man? I'm doing really good. I I am awesome. I like yeah, the way yeah. you said odd. That's good. That's good. Ah, that's it. I mean, there, we don't know what Odd Gaming Podcast is. That's a different podcast for a different time. We are the Odd Gaming Podcast. So, I mean, we'll jump right into it. I mean, it's pretty easy to... Uh, figure out what we're going to talk about for a good chunk of stuff before we get to our main episode topic. But uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, life has not been the same for the last five days. That's all we've nope. been playing, all we've been doing, all I've been watching, all I've been thinking about. Ed, tell me about your experience. Um, it is the best thing since sliced bread, and sliced bread is pretty amazing. Um, so, yeah, it's... Uh... It's been awesome. Um, I didn't get to play as much as I wanted to. Um, I had a good, my mom was in town, um, and she, awesome. Thank you, the moms. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to all the moms out there. Happy Mother's Shout Day. Out to all the moms. Happy Mother's Day. Um, we wouldn't be here without you, literally. Um, very true. Very true. <laughs> but yeah, uh, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there that are listening, that are gamers. Um, but yeah, I didn't get to play that much because she was in town. But um, whenever I had some downtime, that's that is what I did. Um, amazing game. Breath of the Wild was amazing, but this to me makes Breath of the Wild seem like such a tiny game. And I haven't even really gotten that far in the game. Uh, I don't know where you're at in the game, but I'm literally have done nothing. I've just been getting sidetracked, um, hitting up lots of shrines and exploring, and nothing's getting done. And it's been amazing. Um, so yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm so excited to just continue playing and see what what the story is going to bring just all the things that you can do as far as like creating. Um, I'm really excited to test that out and just continue um, with that. But what about you? I'm sh There's more things I'll think about, but yeah. What about you? How's it, how's the game been treating you? Oh, it's, oh, it's incredible. I mean, it's uh went to the midnight release. Both of us did. We don't live in the same, uh, same city, but we both went, we were on the phone, texting, calling, taking pictures, taking videos, uh, had a great time. It's been a long time since Either one of us has gone to a, a midnight release, so uh, a lot of fun. Uh, really cool to see like the physical gaming uh, is still alive. People still want it. Uh, there's still a market for it, which is really, really cool to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, the game, I played a couple hours that night, and I've probably put, I don't know, maybe eight or ten hours into it at this point. Um, maybe a little bit more, a little less, but... Just same thing, exploring. I've tried to go into the first area, but uh, I keep getting distracted by shrines that are way off in the distance or things I can build or things I can find or an enemy that I see that has a really cool weapon that I want to take. Uh, I mean, there's so many things. The game is absolutely massive. Um, it is definitely a game that we're going to be playing for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. uh, so many things that are going to you know, happen to it. People are discovering some crazy, crazy things uh, and some really funny things out there. But yeah, the, the game's incredible. Uh, I don't know how they made a game like this, how they made a game like this on the Nintendo Switch uh, run and look as good as it does. Oh yeah, it, it runs so smooth. It's mm -hmm. like, I it it just, it's unbelievable. Like, uh, it's such a huge world, but there's really like, as far as loading screens go, it's really not that long, which is awesome. No. Um, it's just such a smooth game. And like I said, I... I it just it blows me away just like all the detail that they've put into that game um and i'm just so excited like right now i have zelda it's it's paused in the background right now it's still on my oh, TV. yeah 
let's just pause and when we're done with this um i'm probably gonna play some more zelda um maybe i'll finally make it to my first area for the main quest but you know we'll see we'll see you won't (laughs) <laughs> yeah, more than likely I won't. Like I've, I've been telling myself, okay, Ed, you're gonna go here. You're gonna go here. I, I, I tried that, and then I got distracted. Still, so oh, good yeah. luck. Yeah, no, I, I literally there's a shrine that I'm going to <laughs> right now. Um, and I, I was like, ooh, a shrine. I'm gonna mark it so I don't forget in case I get distracted. The moment I said that, a second later, I see a cave, and I'm like, oh, cave. I'm going in the cave. Um, exactly. But it was worth going in the cave because I did find a really cool shirt that keeps you warm. So now go. I can venture more into colder areas and not freeze to death. That's, um, so that's good to have. That. Yeah, yeah. Those chili peppers don't do the trick all the time. Oh no. Oh, as far so as far as with because you know you can create um a bunch of things. What's the most unique weapon that you've created? Man, I haven't. I'm not a super creative person, so I haven't like explored a bunch of crazy things just yet. Um, I've definitely found issues and i've definitely broken some really nice weapons by trying to fuse it to things that i shouldn't um like i was trying to get through a shrine without any spoilers or anything and there were some fans and i hooked the fan up to my shield and i jumped on it and broke my like most powerful shield within two jumps that sucks (laughs) and i just found it literally one room before that i put the fan on there and i'm like this is how i'm gonna get up and i do it and then it's like it's damaged and then i jumped one more time accidentally and it broke so I've done that. Uh, I've also strapped rockets onto uh, one of these platforms that you can move around and shot myself all the way straight up and then squished myself in between another one that was above me and then died. Nice. Yeah, no. So most of my creations have been absolutely terrible and uh, have usually resulted in my death. Yeah, that that, that sounds about right. That's me. Um, yeah. I'd say for me, the mo- I don't even know if it's a unique creative because it, killed me but i just wanted to know and it and i and i I was like can i do it yes you definitely can um i decided to fuse a weapon with an explosive barrel and i was like yeah i was like yeah this seems like a great idea explosive barrel you know um i wonder if it'll kill me if i hit an enemy it definitely does yeah um don't (laughs) fuse your weapon with an explosive barrel unless i guess you have a bunch of hearts and really good armor because it just goes boom and then you die um so i've had that fell i've had fails of trying to work contraptions and then i fall to my death Mm -hmm. or you know there's the i think i tried getting into a hot air balloon and the hot air balloon left without me and i was still on the (laughs) ground (laughs) uh yep um i remember you told me you had a fell with uh with a boat I did. Um. <laughs> I did. It was like one of the first ones that you do. I uh, I built it, and I got it all nice and perfect. Spent time on it. Still learning the mechanics at the time, so it took me a little longer. Got it built. Got it put into the water. Starts to go. The sail you know, catches the wind and starts to go off. I jump, end up going into the water underneath the boat, and the boat goes all the way away, and I can't grab it. So then I had to scrounge around to find other things to create a new boat, and finally got my way over there, but... Yeah, that took an extra 15 minutes to do that versus just jumping correctly. So. Yeah, it's okay. It'll yeah, be- you know, you live and learn in Tears of the Kingdom. It is, yeah. Yeah, it is definitely in a relentless game. But I think, and I mean, people are going to be talking about this forever for a long, long, long time. But the, the abilities they give you, they pretty much give you all the abilities you need to do every shrine in the game to almost conquer everything in the game right off the bat. 
Oh yeah. So now you just have to figure out how to use these abilities to figure out these problems. Like I know I have definitely solved shrines the way that they're not intended oh, to definitely. be solved. Um, but it's worked. I've found some weird ways of doing things and warping things and throwing things, but it's a hundred percent worked. And I think that's the beauty of the game is everything is possible if you use the right skills and the right stuff. And um, ascend. definitely ascend. Absolutely. I love ascend. Ascend is by far my favorite ability right now. Yeah. I've, that is so cool. I have traversed things so fast because of ascend. It oh, is incredible. Oh yeah. And I've, I'm pretty sure like in shrines I've used ascend in ways you're not supposed to, to get to certain things, but it works. So I'm like, it, it works. Oh, yeah. Like, I know this is not how it's meant to be, but I really mm -hmm. don't care. Um, I've nope. gotten to a point where I'll watch like other people do shrines mm -hmm. uh, after I've done them and to see the way you're supposed to, uh, in quotes, supposed to do it. Mm -hmm. And I always end up doing it weird, like, oh, you need to do this and this and this. And I'm like, ah, I just ascended and then like randomly just kind of like jumped my way up. And it's like, oh, you need to build a bridge and do this and no, I didn't, and I still passed it. So yeah, there you it doesn't reward you as long as you get to the other side. It rewards you. It does not, you know, take anything off for not doing it the correct yeah way. There's there's one thing I don't know if I'll ever try it. I thought about it, or I think it was earlier today. Um, I think it would take for freaking ever, but um, I'm sure maybe someone will do it eventually. I don't know if it's gonna be me. Probably not. But I've thought about wondering, like, you know, you can make bridges with. You know, and I'm pretty, I don't know how long you can make your bridge, but I've thought, like, what if I made a bridge that was long enough and I can just use it to climb all the way up to the castle in the sky? I wonder if that's possible. So um, I haven't watched anything on it because I'm trying to avoid spoilers, but I saw a post today about that, and people are building extremely long, massive bridges to traverse really difficult things in the world. I can believe so it. So they're just building these crazy bridges and doing exactly what you just said. That's awesome. I wonder how long yep. it takes them to build. I built a person. It took me like 15 minutes to figure out how to build the person. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, that was that was fun. That was yeah, a great. Yeah, didn't, didn't the uh, you make it anatomically correct as well? Anatomically correct? Oh yeah, it was it was awesome. Yeah, it was a uh, yeah. Yep, you know. It was it was a boy. Hey, it, it happens. It happens. Yeah, we all we all got him. Yeah, we all got them. Yeah, so um, that was that was a lot of fun. But it took me 15 minutes just to build a <laughs> to build a human. And uh, I sent I sent you the video, so you you know exactly. Oh, it was hilarious. The video. Um, it was hilarious. So I don't know. I have no idea how long it take it would take people to build really long bridges. But I have no idea. It's crazy. It's insane. But I mean, it that game is. I, I don't know how they created and thought of everything about this like yeah just the detail in the game the thought process behind every single item that's there every single ability they give you every single world every single side quest like everything works everything fits and just a game that does that and does it so well but still gives you that freedom to do whatever you want really there I, there's not many games like that that give you that type of freedom and give you the tools to do it in mm -hmm. that way yeah, no, it's so great. Like it's it's got everything you could want in it. It's got adventure. It's got the survival aspect, and then just you know having a it 
it gets you thinking. Like you really do have to think like, what am I going to do? How am I going to get to, you know, point B, what is going to be the best way? Cause there's multiple ways to do it. But it's like figuring out what's going to be the most easiest, easiest way to do it. And it's, there, there's just a lot that, that go, that went into that game and it's oh, so yeah. cool. Uh, and they definitely knocked it out of the park. Oh yeah. Also just cause the weapons, like, just because, you know, without any spoilers, but, you know, just weapons aren't, I guess, exactly what they used to be. So mm-hmm. it's just trying to figure out how you're going to use your weapons and utilize all your weapons and, and <laughs> making weapons and figuring out how to make them stronger. So that, that part's fun, too. Absolutely. And that kind of brings to another thing. I know it's a big controversial thing with Breath of the Wild and a lot of people didn't like it. But the what do you think about the, um, you know, degrading weapons and, you know, weapons that break and shields that break? Um, do you like that feature? Um, do I like it? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think it's it's really cool. Like, it's, you know, it's, you, you know, it, it is fun having weapons that don't break, but I don't know, it just adds to it because it, it causes you to kind of, like I said earlier, to think like, okay, I have a bunch of enemies here. How am I going to be? Because I know I have my sword shield. It can only take so much damage. So it just causes you to think, get creative, think out of the box. I'm all for it. It to me, it adds to the game. I think it's it's a super cool feature, and I I have no issues with it. I think it makes the game even more fun. Um, just I, oh, I agree. It, it causes you to think, and it causes you to get creative. Like, oh, there's a boulder right there. I'm gonna fuse it with my wooden stick, and see how far I can get. And so yeah. I I think it's awesome. I I 100% agree. I I know people don't like it, uh, and I I see that point of it, but there it's a different take on the Zelda franchise Mm -hmm. and the fact that they've built in this survival aspect and this create aspect. And it, it adds a whole new mechanic and, you know, strategy to the game too. Oh yeah. Okay. I I found these awesome weapons and the excitement of finding awesome weapons for me is even higher because like, okay, I found a really awesome weapon. Now I found two or three of them. This is really cool. Now you have to strategize on, okay, these are weaker enemies. I can use, you know, this sword or this weapon or this combination. Uh, and if it breaks, it's not a big deal. And then save the other ones for larger bouts of enemies and larger bosses and stuff like that. Um, so it adds a whole new strategy to the game um, or a whole new strategy to how you play. And I think introducing a Breath of the Wild, they did a great job with it, and they've even made a better job with it now. The fact that you can even fuse stuff to it and make your weapons that you find even stronger and better mm-hmm. uh, and more durable and everything like that, that even adds a whole new element to what was already a really cool element, you know, introduced in Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah. So, um, I said, I think, yeah, you know, people are, lots of people aren't going to like it. Lots of people are. So it's just, it's just one of those things, but I think it's awesome. And, um, I'm, like I said, I'm excited to continue just exploring and just, um, seeing what Mm -hmm. I can come up with as far as creating stronger weapons and just creating random things that might help me might not help me <laughs> it just you know oh, it's all experimenting i think the best yeah. part is when you try to create a new recipe and it fails and it gives you that jingle and then yeah. it like gives you that really sad jingle and then your food burns yeah and then mm, it looks sad yeah you're like oh this would have been good what are you talking about chili peppers apples and an acorn isn't going to be good like come on it sounds good no so yeah, it's just it's it's a lot of fun. It's just I don't know. It's just super cool. Just the freedom and the creativity that they allow 
mm-hmm. the player to do in the game. So um, props to all the developers and all the people that worked on that game. Like they came out with an amazing game, um, mm-hmm. and it, like I think it's it'll, it more than likely will get game of the year. If it doesn't, I'd honestly be very surprised but you know i don't know what's a contender at this point yeah, everything no. in my contender list is a remake yeah so uh this being you know a sequel but just a whole new expansive mm-hmm. universe on top of breath of the wild um yeah i mean I, there's some great games coming out later this year that we'll talk about in some future podcasts but yep. uh Man, it's going to be hard to beat this game. And people are going to be playing this game for a long time. I'm going to be playing it for a long time. It's definitely one of those games that, you know, it's super rainy outside and you just need to, like, you know, chill out. Or you had a really bad day and just want to chill out. Yep. And don't do anything in Tears of the Kingdom. Just go around, build stuff, explore, climb. I mean, there's a thousand things you can do to just enjoy the universe that was created uh, by Nintendo. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, if you haven't gotten your, a copy of Tears of the Kingdom, I highly recommend you go pick one up. Um, it's it's worth it. So, yeah, um, Tears of the Kingdom, Absolutely. I'm going to be playing it for weeks on end. Months. I, yeah, mine. A, a while, forever, the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. I just can't just dedicate my time to that. I got to play some other games. and Oh, yeah. You know, give us give our opinions on the podcast so we can't just do tears of the kingdom for the rest of 2023. So yeah. we're, we're going to put a ton of time into it, but we're going to make sure that we, we explore all the really, really awesome games that are coming out. Yeah. Um, I will plug. There's one I'm excited for that is coming out within the month. Uh, and that is finally Diablo four. Um, I am super excited. That comes out first week of June. I can't wait for that game either. So I'm trying to put as much into tears of the kingdom as possible until Diablo four comes out. No, another another great game. I never really played much Diablo, so I can't really say much of it. I did I have played Diablo. I can't remember which Diablo it was. Um, but I know it is a great game. I know I know you love it. I know lots of people love it. So that that is a game that I need to just just sit down and play. Um so that Diablo three, pick it up. It's probably super cheap right now. You can even pick it up on a Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Um it is it is an awesome, awesome game. And if you pick it up on the Switch, it should have all the DLC and everything. And it's just a great, great dungeon crawling game. They've nailed it. Blizzard has done a phenomenal job on it. They take way too long to release stuff. But, you know, 10 years is better than a lot of the other things they've taken a while to release. So I can't complain too much. But that's pretty much it for that segment of it. Uh, We kind of want to move into our next segment, kind of the main topic of our episode here. Uh, Unless you got anything else to add into the Tears of the Kingdom chat before we move on um nope i think we we've said enough um i'm sure we'll talk about it more maybe probably next podcast i'm sure we'll be like hey did you know what (laughs) that you can do this or whatever but no i've got nothing else besides awesome Awesome. game go play it if you haven't um it's it's worth it definitely awesome well let's go on to from last week we did our top three with a couple sprinkled in there uh, favorite games from 1990 to 2000. This week, we're going to go over favorite games from 2000 to 2010. We were thinking about this and the, um, the amount of games that came out in this era. And I mean, both of us were both in our 30s. So this is an era going from, you know, leaving elementary school, going into college. So the amount of games that we played and the type of games and what we got into very drastically from the beginning to the end of that decade. 
So we had a lot of fun kind of coming up with our uh, top three, but we I think we did five. Uh, so we'll give you a couple extra there. Yeah. And then definitely some uh, some stinkers that snuck their way into 2000 and 2010 that we were hyped for and just uh, let us down. So, um, Ed, if you want to kick us off with your first favorite game. Okay, first favorite game um, that that came out earlier. Uh, I can't remember exactly. When, I know it came out mid early 2000 but i'm gonna go with um prince of persia sands of time um that was an incredible game um it um it was way before um assassin's creed um and it's just an incredible game an incredible story um the movie was not great like the game but Mm -hmm. that's a different story um (laughs) but it's not good at all yeah (laughs) that was not a good movie yeah, but it's it's really cool. Like I've always, I don't know, it's just the fact that you know you're this a prince. You can it's got the a puzzle aspect that's really fun. The fact that you can like rewind time and do all these really cool things. You can parkour, um, and just oh, the yeah. mechanics and what you're able to do, especially around that time when it came out, is just incredible. Um, but it's just amazing storytelling, and it's just one of those games that I don't know. It just really made me fall in love with that genre with the parkour and just adventure type game. And just, it's just such a, it's a, it's a really fun game. Absolutely. And I mean, even it it holds a test of time Mm -hmm. Uh, from even graphic perspective, it still looks good for being a PS2 and GameCube title. Still looks great. The gameplay still runs really well. Um, I think that game has definitely held up. I am definitely sad so she, I, I didn't play a lot of Prince of Persia games, so sad for the people who did that the franchise just kind of died. Yeah, I mean, you had that remake in what, 07, 08, and then after that, it just fizzled out. Yeah. Uh, and I think they had something going for it, for sure. Oh, yeah, but I think also it just, it if we didn't have Prince of Persia, I don't know if we'd have the Assassin's Creed games. I think it helped no. set a f- the future, and it was a foundation, I believe, for Assassin's Creed. So if it wasn't, I think, yeah. for prince of persia i don't think we would have assassin's creed so uh, i can agree a great game absolutely yeah fantastic game uh that yeah fantastic series so what what about you what's one of your games yep so i'll start kind of in the earlier aspect of the 2000s but this game absolutely blew me away it was a game i wanted for christmas didn't get it got it a month later with christmas money and I remember that year we had three weeks straight of no school due to snowstorms. And all I did was wake up, play in the snow, and play Kingdom Hearts. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, crap. I completely did not think about Kingdom absolutely. Hearts. Absolutely. It is a phenomenal game. Oh, yeah. Being, I wasn't a big Final Fantasy person, but love Disney. Where me yeah. and Ed, both of our wives, a lot of our friends are huge Disney people. Yeah. Um, so we love Disney. But being able to combine these two universes and create a very unique story, combining all these places, going into all these different worlds uh, from the Disney universe absolutely blew my mind. Uh, I'm, if I remember, I because I, I 100% completed the game as a kid. Uh, I put about 78 hours into it. Oh, wow. And beat everything. I beat every single Coliseum, every single boss. I beat bosses multiple times. I had level 100 on every character. Every single weapon, artifact, everything you could get, I had in that game. I absolutely love that game. Um, this is before a lot of the walkthroughs and stuff, because it's like the 2003 
uh, is when I was playing this. So I remember printing off guides from the uh, internet that weren't even in color. They weren't from IGN or any of the big guys yet. And they were just text. So I had to scroll through this big printout page and burned up, you know, all my parents ink, all their paper. So I could try to beat kingdom hearts. And I absolutely love that game. Um, I don't think the other two lived up to the first one. Maybe it's just, you know, the hype and nostalgia for me. Um, I thought the third one had great worlds, but a terrible story. And I thought the second one was good, but the first one's just, I don't know. There's something special about that game. Oh no. The first, the first one is amazing. I love, I've, the Kingdom Hearts game so fun. I've actually I've only beaten the first one. I've played uh, some of two. I think I I think I'm actually probably halfway through two, um, mm-hmm. three. I I watched my wife play because she lo- my wife is a huge Final Fantasy person. Um, so and she also loves Disney a lot, just like us. She loves Disney, but yeah, Final Fantasy, Disney, um, it's two of her favorite things. So. It, it it's a game that she, obviously she's gonna love. So I mean, I watched her play the third one, um, and it seemed like there it had potential to be an amazing game, but it just didn't quite live up to the. The worlds were incredible, yeah. just the story, just yeah, it wasn't as good. But no, the the first one, um, I, I I beat it. I remember I had so much fun with it. Um, last boss was really hard. I'm pretty sure I rage quit multiple times. Definitely, I was like. This is impossible. How do you beat this? This is impossible to win. Um, but I finally did it. But it took me a long time. I remember that. Absolutely. But, <laughs> but no, it's such an amazing world and amazing characters and like something I never would have thought would have happened. Like Disney Final Fantasy, I would never think those two would mesh well, but no, they do, and it made an amazing story mm-hmm. and we'll we'll definitely we might need to do a whole podcast episode about yeah. this series because they're the mainline games are good uh the first one obviously being our favorite um and then there's so many spinoffs but even like the music in the game the detail it it is an awesome game it blew my mind as a kid i still love going back and playing it now um it is an awesome game and just blew my mind as a little 12 year old just diving in this game and someone was blessing me with all the snow days because it gave me way more time to just jump into this game oh yeah no that great that is a very good um good start for uh for favorite for games from that time absolutely that that was the first one so uh what you got for number two okay number two um this game came out in 2005 in january 2005 um and it is gonna be Resident Evil Four. Not Knew the re- you were gonna say it. Resident Evil Four. Um, such a great game. Uh, Resident Evil. It's a fun genre shooter horror genre. Um, but Resident Evil Four that was my favorite. Uh, it was the whole kind of fur our you know. Um, going into village, uh, shooting zombies, super mm-hmm. cool as a kid, and also I felt like I don't know. I felt tough, I guess, you know, being a little kid playing this game that was rated like M and me oh, being yeah. not old enough to technically play or buy it, but um, I felt really cool, I guess. So there was that. Uh, it's just an incredible game. It's just like the, the story and just the, the, it's not like your typical take on the Resident Evil zombies because they're not 
necessarily zombies. They they are, but they're not. They're infected by the this plague, plague. parasite thing that's turning them because they still, in a sense, way have control, a little control, but not really. But it's such a cool story, and just like the weapons, I just remember I played that game so many times. I think I got to the point where I unlocked almost everything, and I was pretty much invincible like the no the zombies could not kill me just because of every all the amount of hours that i put into that game i have no idea how many hours i put into that game but it was a lot and the bosses were really really tough um and i know the remake just came out i know we both played that but uh yeah. yeah no that's another incredible game that um i think was very influential in the in the resident evil that game came out of nowhere and just redid the genre, redid that game series. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's universally accepted as one of the best Resident Evils. And I, I can't argue with that. Yeah, no, super, super great game. Super fun. And another one of those, if you haven't picked up the remake, go get the remake. A lot of fun. Um, definitely. definitely some changes in it, but really cool changes. So, um, yeah, and just... Uh, I just wish they would uh, allow you to dodge. <laughs> That'd be nice. Oh, uh, man. I, I want dodge mechanics so badly. I understand why they didn't do it. It it, it adds to the suspense. adds to that horror of it. I get that. But a dodge would be great. You know, yeah. Throw a little dodge pulls in there. Throw, throw a little dodge. You know. Espe- yeah, especially these days whenever you can... Every game has some sort of dodge feature. Like It's oh, just... I know. When playing the remake, I kept on wanting to dodge. I'd press the button that would not normally be a dodge button, and it does nothing, and I just get hit, and then I die. Oh, and I get whacked. Oh, yeah. yeah. I whacked, and I rip my head off, or, you know, <laughs> a guy cuts me in half, and then my guts oh, are, like, flying everywhere. Oh, everywhere. So, yeah. Uh, uh, good game. I knew you were going to say that one. That is yeah. one of the... Uh, since I've known Ed, which has been... Oh, I don't even know what 13, 14 years at this yeah, point. Really, that, that's that's always been his favorite game. He's always brought up that game. That is by far like that is his game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Resident Evil 4. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just making it's, random noises now. It's okay. It's okay. I like him. That's what like Resident it. Evil does to me. It just, it just makes me make random <laughs> noises. get that chance. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, uh, let's get on to my second one then. So this one for me is a phenomenal game one, but I think it, it again was a revolutionary game that created a lot of games that we know and love today uh, and just redid a genre. And that is Bioshock. Man, you gotta be kidding me. That was going to be my next one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yes. Was that the one you were thinking of that you said I was going to say it too? No, but that that no, worked. Okay. No, you so know what? That's no a chance. We'll, we'll combine that in the one. Yeah, we'll and combine then the one. We'll both talk about Bioshock, and then I'll do my number three after this, and then we'll move on. So, Bioshock is absolutely incredible. That yeah. game came out, and it was an Xbox exclusive at the time, and I did not have an Xbox until the 360 in like 2010. So I played it on my parents' not gaming PC. And would sit there in the dark and play this game. And no, that game is crazy. It's eerie. It's creepy. Uh, it is phenomenal. The sound is incredible. The The world they created in Rapture is just 
oh, yeah. astronomical. It is so awesome. Um, well, why was this on your list, Dad? Um, no, same. It's just I love the kind of the horror, the dark. I don't know. It's just a darker game, and just it's it's really creepy. Like it's not like super scary, 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 but at the same time, it is. It's just I love the. I don't know the enemies and just like just so creepy and that's the music and then also just the fact that you're underwater because you know just when I'm at an ocean or something you know it's just there's that sense of fear because like I don't know what's under there and the fact that you're underwater to me adds a another layer of just creepiness but yeah no it's just it's such an, an incredible game but just I love the story just the lighting on that game's amazing it's just an incredible game as you said i just an incredible game i just I, I i love it and then just being the what the upgrading of your abilities is such a really cool thing too um so much thought went into that game such an incredible oh, game yeah. no i absolutely love that game um i thought the whole series was incredible i thought <laughs> they did an amazing job with it can't wait for the tv show to come out um i think it's coming out this year actually so uh, something to definitely look forward to. Oh, yeah. I didn't really, really, really want them to come out with another Bioshock. A little Bioshock yeah. 4 action, maybe, you know, another Return of the Rapture. You know, yep, yep. But no, all, but, all the Bioshocks are great. Um, the latest one where you're in the sky was really cool, but then. Uh, you know, Infinite. Loved it. Yeah. But then at the end, you know, you end up going back to Rapture, which was really cool. Spoilers. Yeah, spoiler. So if you're watching uh -oh. it, it's a 12 year old game, game. So get over it. Yeah, get over it. You should have played it. So you know what? Yeah. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but no, such yeah. a great game. Great storytelling. It's just, it's one of those games, though. If you play it at night, um, it's definitely going to. Um, oh, it's creepy. Out. But that's, that's part of it. So. I, I think it's one of those games that they just they nailed the environment. Oh, yeah. They know what they were going for. Um, even with, you know, the engines and the graphics of 2007. Mm -hmm. They absolutely nailed it. Um, oh yeah, I mean that game is great. That just the thought process behind it and the world that they created, it's just it's really hard to beat. Uh, it is a phenomenal game. I, I call it as close to a masterpiece of a game as you can get. Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. Such well, awesome. Well, game. we got we got both of them. So I mean, we had we had a match before oh, yeah. we started the podcast. He said that we'd have one match, but this wasn't it. So I'm excited to see what the uh, the other one is a little bit later on. But uh, I'm glad we at least had one. Yes, Matt. Yeah, no, that's so, it's uh, such a great game. So that's exciting. I'll I'll leave the match for for later. So um, okay. so what? I'll go on to my number three then. Yep. Um, so for me, number three is a I'm a Sony guy. This game came out in 2009. The first game came out in 2007. It was good. I loved it. The second one absolutely killed it. A phenomenal game. That's Uncharted 2. Uncharted. I'm not surprised you said that. I no, no. Wondering Uncharted 2. Uncharted. No. I loved Uncharted. Uncharted was a great game. I remember picking it up in high school. I loved it. Uncharted 2 took all of that and refined the controls, give you way crazier scenes and stunts, the opening of the game, if you haven't played it, you're literally climbing off of a train that's halfway down a snowy mountain that's about to collapse, and you're climbing up it to get off, and that's how you start the game. And there's just more and more of that, more crazy cinematics. Again, they tightened the controls. They made the shooting mechanic way better. Um, the storyline's better. The voice acting's better. 
I mean, this game, they, they took the first one, which I thought was a great game and just ramped it up a thousand levels. Uh, they did a phenomenal job with it. It's still probably my favorite uncharted game of the series. I think they balance the, the crazy set pieces, the crazy, you know, stunts and everything with the great story, the great gameplay. Um, you explore a lot more environments this time. So you're not just on one, you know, drive Island. You're seeing a lot more. So uh, that game absolutely blew me away. Even playing in my college dorm on a little 20 inch TV back in 2009, when it came out, ah, it, it's still incredible. Oh yes. Whenever it's, it, it literally feels like you're just watching an interactive movie. That's what it feels like every time oh. I play uncharted. Oh, absolutely. And I just beat the, the first one recently again. Um, and I'm going to, play all the other ones as well uncharted two three four all again uh just uh there, there's a little problem called uh tears of the kingdom that's in the way right now so yep, i've yep. got to get through that one a little bit you know get get to a point where i feel like okay let me take on another game uh the next game will probably be uncharted too no that's a super solid game that's definitely uh you introduced me to the uncharted series back in college and i agree yeah. it's such an amazing series uh i'd say it's one of my favorite for um for sony for playstation so yeah an incredible game 100 percent. definitely well we've gotten through three but i think we had a couple others planned so ed if you want to knock out number four number four got? okay i'm still i'm still not going to say which one it is um i'll save it for the for the next one but for my number four i'm going to go for gears of war Oh my goodness, that's my next one. <laughs> wow, there's two. <laughs> there's two. Oh yes. Find that into into one for both of us. But yeah, um yeah, it's oh. such an incredible story and is just I love the story. I I have definitely cried playing that game mm-hmm. um in the fields, but it's such an incredible story, just it's action, it's got emotion it's such a cool take on like adventure i don't know shooter type games it's really cool like just everything about that game is amazing just you know you can go and saw aliens oh yeah invading and just like destroy them such a cool game um and also it's just i remember us us playing up until three in the morning uh the first time um right before i had to go on my on a plane ride I'm just saying it's definitely. Perfect. Yeah, I remember we stayed up until three in the morning playing Gears of War, and it's such an incredible story. All the other Gears of Wars are amazing too. Like during COVID, we ended up beating the latest one. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm excited for. New I think we co-op every Gears of War game. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Gears of War is one of those that um, we've co-opted. I'm sure if another one comes out, which definitely, um, definitely, I feel they have to. I'm sure we'll end yeah, up co-oping that game too. I feel Absolutely. Right. That'd be the reason I buy a Series X would oh, be yeah. if Gears of War was in. Oh, yeah. I feel that if we don't co-op the game, that I don't know, because we've just done it. I feel like we'd be breaking tradition if we didn't co-op. Yeah, do it. It's not happening. I mean, we're definitely... I will get a Series X if Gears of War comes yeah. out. Absolutely. That game would be 100% worth it. Um, but like you were saying, that game, again, I think the 2020 era, for me, was the most revolutionary and kind of like the games that we love and know today mm. really spawned from a lot of these games oh, yeah. that were the first out there in these genres. Um, and this one being a cover shooter, uh, I mean, this took, I mean, Uncharted took some inspiration from this, from a uh, 
a gameplay standpoint with the cover shooter. But Gears of War knocked out of the park the first time when the game came out in 05. And they just did a fantastic job with that game. The graphics still, to me, even on a 360, hold up to this. Oh, yeah. Gameplay is great. Um, They definitely tightened up the controls and made it better as time went on. Um, But that game, I just remember, I remember playing it at a friend's house back in high school. And then I didn't own an Xbox till later. But in college, a bunch of other people did. So we used to play that game all the time. Me and Ed, when we were roommates, used to, you know, co-op that game. I know in one summer we played one, two, and three, all back to back to back. Oh, yeah. Um, and just absolutely love it. But that game, I think, is set up, again, I think a lot of our games have really either set up games that we, um, you know, like going on and going forward, game styles, mm-hmm. game types, or game series, but also games that really, like, paved the path for games now. Uh, oh, yeah. that we would have or wouldn't be at the level they're at without some of these games. Oh yeah, no, I agree. I feel like just that era, it's set up just, it's the foundation for so many games that we have today. Yeah. So if it wasn't for, for all these games, like we wouldn't have all these amazing games that we have now. So um, yeah, I think Gears of War, it's one of those games that... Love it. Love Yeah, no, love it. And also just, just the, seeing the character development throughout all the games, especially with Marcus and just kind of seeing how he's Good story. Yeah, such a great story. Great story. Great side characters, too. Oh, yeah. Like, it's one of those games. Every side character has is, like, you get attached to every single character. And it's that doesn't happen with every game. But with Gears of War, they they know how um, they just they have the magic touch. Like, every side character becomes important to you. And you just you see them as you see who they really are. Because you get to really learn who these people are and kind of just, like, what they're Mm -hmm. going through and just... It's no an incredible game. Like I'm sure there's much more we could say about that game, but yeah, definitely. Gears That'd be a, maybe another another podcast idea. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's so many things we want to talk about in depth, but uh, this is more of a you know games that we enjoy and talk a little banter about each one. Yeah, so, yeah. but uh, so I mean we had a shared one. So uh, what's your what's your last favorite? Okay, my last favorite, and we might it might be shared. I don't know, but this is one I was thinking. <laughs> But if not, it's okay because we've had multiple now. Uh, I'm gonna go with Batman: Arkham Asylum. Oh, you know what? That game did not come to my head, and I kind of regret it because <laughs> that is a phenomenal game. But that was not one of my games. Yeah, no, it's such an incredible game. Um, one, I know we both love Batman. Batman's awesome. He's mm-hmm. way better than Superman. Um, so always for, for all you Superman lovers out there, Superman. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's poo poo. He's a poser. He's just I don't know. It's just Batman's Batman's awesome. He's just a rich millionaire with a really cool backstory. Who, in my opinion, will always be able to beat Superman. But anyways, and he has. Yeah, and but he I has. mean, no, he's beating him. He doesn't have superpowers, and he beats Superman. Yeah, he so. beats Superman. Like it just shows you don't you don't need superpowers. You just need money, and that's it. You need money. Dark and a really sad backstory. That's um, it. Yeah, your parents got to die in the alley. Yeah. That's about it. But no, I'd say like there's a lot of superhero games that have come out, but I think the Batman series is one of those that's, to this day, probably still my favorite superhero video game, like Arkham Asylum and then all the other Batman games that have come out are just amazing. Just the fact that you get to be Batman and just an amazing story and you have 
these iconic voice actors from the animated series that are in the game and it's such a cool environment you know you're in gotham city in the asylum and then eventually it led to this open world where you're literally just going all throughout gotham and doing whatever it's such an incredible game and just one of those games too that i just remember i'd stay up hours just playing oh yeah but i don't know if you if you want to talk about it too you're more than welcome to talk about because i know that's another you love the batman game as well so Oh, no, I mean, I love that game. It is an absolutely fantastic game. Um, the whole series was just incredible. I Superhero games were either absolute hot trash and garbage, or they were good at that time. Um, you had some really good licensed games that came out, like PS2, GameCube era. Uh, there's some pretty decent Batman games, but nothing that compared to the the sprawling world, the amazing graphics. Again, another game that stands the test of time. You put this game in right now, and it looks incredible. Oh, yeah. Still, 14 years later. I mean, it looks absolutely incredible. Um, I, I I don't... Again, another podcast we could talk about is super yeah. in-depth. There's so much to talk about it. But again, influential game, phenomenal gameplay, amazing graphics, phenomenal voice acting. Let's okay. not look over that. Uh, the voice acting is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I mean, the villains are incredible in that game. Uh, how they've branched that off into the you know the three mainline games and two side games uh, had a whole comic series. I mean, it is it was a revolutionary thing for Batman. I think it really kind of helped boost, uh, especially DC and like the superhero genre because at the time you had like the Marvel and everyone's getting on the Marvel bandwagon, mm-hmm. but then you've got this incredible game that I don't think any superhero game has gotten close to that hype right. or close to how good that game was since. Oh yeah, no, such an incredible game. It to this day it still holds up like story-wise, graphic-wise, it's an incredible game. Um and I, I it I feel other superhero games have tried to be mm-hmm. that, but just they failed miserably. Um so oh, yeah. such yes, that's one of those games that I haven't played in a while, but I know it's one of those I could play it again and probably be like I'm playing it for the first time. Um there's just so much to do. Um, that might be one of those games that I just play soon. Maybe after uh, Tears of the Kingdom, I might just try going through the Batman games. It's been I've got that on my docket too. So maybe, uh, maybe we'll do a little collaboration together. Yeah, yeah. Play together and figure that out. So. Oh yeah. And wear a Batman suit while you're playing it. Got to wear a Batman. Oh, I mean, obviously. obviously. I mean, how are you supposed to play that game? There's, there is no other way. Just Batman. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly what I'm saying. So. And then drink some, I got, I'll drink something out of my Batman mug that I have. So, you know, it'll be, it'll be a good time. And then maybe I'll use my, uh, my hook, my grapple thing that you gave me for Christmas and try to scale something <laughs> and be Batman. Definitely. I just don't want to be there because I don't want to be the one to explain to your wife that you're in the ER. So you can do that when I'm not there. Yeah, but it's okay. It'll be worth it. Exactly. No, it's fine. Anyways, what? What what number was that on games? I've already this lost. Was, uh, this was five. Okay. Okay. So this what was what, what was your five? Okay. So this one's kind of a weird one. So I had another game on here, but it ended up releasing right at the end of '99. So I got to take it off. Uh, shout out to Pokemon Gold, but uh, could say Crystal, but I didn't play Crystal. I played Gold that came out in '99, so can't use that one. 
But in that time frame, uh, again, we were talking about licensed games. They were better than they were a lot more. There was a plethora of uh, licensed games at the time. But I was a huge 007 fan for games. Uh, yeah. And the one that I really enjoyed the most was GoldenEye Rogue Agent. Great game. So, I didn't even think about phenomenal it. Phenomenal game. I didn't even think it about was, it. Yeah, the, the Bond games. Oh, yeah. I mean, I loved them all. Nightfire was great. That used to be, you know, a, um, a sleepover. People coming over, stay up all night, play uh, Nightfire for four little screens on, you know, the 27-inch tube TV uh, that I had in the bedroom. But, yeah. Uh, that game is great, but Goldeneye for me, Rogue Agent, uh, I, I played that one a lot more single player. I think the the addition of the Golden Eye that you get with all the different power ups and um, different things you can do with that, plus the gameplay, mm-hmm. uh, I thought it really branched forward the 007 genre. I think this is one of the last, in my opinion, really good 007 games in the first person style. Oh, yeah, because uh, they did have the third person come out. I'm trying to remember the name of it, but it was the one with Pierce Brosnan. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love this game. I played this one a bunch as a kid. I need to go back and play it again, uh, see if it really holds up to the test of time. Uh, since I haven't touched that one in probably like twenty something years, but oh, yeah. great game. No, I agree. I had that game. I never beat it. Um, there's just this one level I can't remember where. Towards the beginning, every time my game would just crash. I don't know why it just <laughs> couldn't handle everything that was going on. But I just mm-hmm. I never beat that game for that reason. But um, it was really incredible. It was super cool from what I do remember playing because I never got to beat it because my copy, yeah. I don't know why, it just didn't like my console or my console didn't like the game. But yeah, I do remember, yeah, you had different abilities that you could do. Um, mm-hmm. Such a great game. But all the there's so many great Bond games out there. That was, I, yeah, we I, we both also found we both love Bond games. It's just Absolutely. fun. You got to be James Bond. You got to shoot people. You got to drive cars and do all this really cool stuff. Um, I remember I'd spend hours just playing Bond games whenever I had them. If a Bond game came out, I was either going to, I you better believe that I was renting it or buying it. Oh, yeah. That was always, whenever a new one came out that was on my list, I uh, usually got like one game a month, one every other month, just depending. <laughs> um, and that was like, whenever a Bond game came out, that was my game. I didn't care what else was coming out. James Bond game's coming out. I want a James Bond game. Oh, yeah. I'm renting it, I'm buying it, whatever, so. Um, I didn't even realize they released a Nintendo DS version. That probably isn't that great, but oh. hey, maybe we need to explore that one too. So yeah, maybe you know if they maybe ever, maybe. But if they ever do come out with a Bond game, um, I'll probably have to continue the tradition of just playing it, even if it's hot garbage. Mm-hmm. But it's Bond, so oh, I loved them. That was the era of Bond games. For oh sure. yeah, one hundred percent. Such great game. Definitely. But man, we talked about a lot of awesome games. I know there's plenty of others. I'm thinking of a bunch off the top of my head, but oh, yeah. those are kind of the top five that really stuck out to us. They either had some sort of meaning, uh, inspiration into you know our friendship, like we've talked about, yep. um, or our gaming likes, dislikes, uh, and really what we feel shaped the way for gaming mm-hmm. uh, to 2023 and beyond. So, but you know, we got we got a few more minutes left. Let's uh, yeah. let's talk about the games we didn't like. Yeah. What what's a game that you were hyped for that you were excited? A little kid Ed is giddy and you didn't like it. Um I'm trying to think. I've got one hold oh, I gotta remember when it even came out because I can't. Um You can go first. I'm trying to think. Okay. 
So I've got I've got two. One's kind of mid two thousands. So in that time frame, I was huge into video game magazines, um, Game Informers, all of those, and I would just sit there and read about these games and just read about them, read about them, get hyped for them, get excited. There was one game that was really hyped on the PS3 when it came out. Um, it really showed the six-axis control, which is that motion control on the controller that ended up not being that great. And this game was really kind of the prominent force of this game. The game is called Layer. So it's a... I don't know if you've heard of it, Ed, or not. Um, I have. Okay. Played, but I have heard. So it's a, a dragon game where you use the six-axis controller to fly your dragon around and do all that for PS3. It was a PS3 exclusive. And it was terrible i remember being so hyped for this game i went on launch day on the day it came out to gamestop and i lived backstory i lived in guam at the time so i had to drive all the way to the only gamestop on the island at the time to go get it and came back spent my 60 bucks on it put it in played it for about two hours and i've never played it since the controls are terrible it does not work well they've come out with patches a few months after that for just analog sticks. But at the time, if you bought it on launch day, you were forced to only use motion controls to control the dragon. And it was terrible. You know, every once in a while, you're just going to get a, a bad, a stinker. It, hap it, it happens. Ha you get a stinker, you learn from it, people talk about it. It's one of those games I really want to go back and try to play again. Um, I was actually watching a guy on YouTube. He's a big PlayStation YouTuber, Mystic. Um, and he actually revisited the game and talked about the backstory of it and talked about his experience. And he had the same thing. He played it for a few hours on the day it launched, didn't play it again until recently, and pretty much said it still sucks. So um, definitely, definitely a disappointment. Game got a ton of hype, kind of let us down. But what do, what do you have, Ed? Um, this one, it came out like, it's just, it, it's one of those that, uh, that I thought of while you were, you were talking. It's really came out 2011 but it's still a, a horrible game yep. so i'm gonna mention it and that's uh really? that's duke nukem forever um, uh, yes because i i love the duke nukem series the ones that came out were really fun those are other incredible games <laughs> that i really enjoyed as a kid and whenever i heard that th we were living we were roommates when this game came out yep yep uh, i remember i was hyped for it i was like oh snap duke nukem coming out this is going to be great um i remember went probably i think i rented it at hastings probably you did, you did. Yeah. yeah it was a rental and i remember we i started playing i remember you sat and watched and it was just hot garbage it was horrible but like the story for duke nukem it's already like a cheesy story but this was just really really bad i, d I do not explain yeah. it besides it was really bad i cannot we maybe got 15 minutes and 20 minutes into the game and i was like i can't do this this is it's, it's not so good. raunchy for no reason oh, yeah. like they, they had no like filter on that game like, um oh i like i i don't mind raunchy games but that was just it was too much for me that was, that was yeah that's because it, it didn't make any sense it yeah, wasn't no. anything it was just raunchy it, to be raunchy for no reason oh yeah yeah, no, it was it was really bad. It just they tried way too hard on that game, and it was yeah, it was a it was a fail for me. Um, and I'm yeah. pretty sure I can play it again. I'd probably still be like, nope. So nope. That's one of those games, I'm just like, nope. Absolutely, they and that game was in development for a long time. Oh, yeah. I think that was 
on and off in development for like almost a decade. Mm-hmm. So that game was worked on forever, and they released that. And you could tell that it was on and off, went through a bunch of changes. It just did not hit. And then on top of that, if you don't like the story, you don't like the character, whatever, the gameplay was also terrible. So you got this game that there's really no redeeming qualities to. Nope. There, there's no not good voice acting. There's not good humor. There's not good set pieces. There's not good anything. It's just a bad game. Oh yeah. But oh, I remember the hype. You were super hyped for it. We were all hyped for it. But there were there were some whispers on. Hey, this game might not be that good. Yep. And uh, they, those whispers were definitely right. Uh, one hundred percent. Yeah, because it's just I look like I said I love the the old the old original Duke Nukem games. Mm-hmm. Really fun. I remember friends coming over and playing that. But and I was like, man, this is gonna be an- another. This is awesome. Yeah, no, it was it was not. Not. <laughs> yeah, that was uh for sure. That was a big disappointment. Absolutely. It, it it sucks that you get these games, especially they get in development for so long. People spend a lot of time on them. And you can just tell that they just weren't given the direction or resources to make the game mm-hmm. that it should be, especially for revitalizing a franchise. Oh, yeah. Um, like Duke Nukem, which was a big influential franchise of the 90s. Oh, yeah. Um, but they just they didn't do it justice. They didn't do it right. And now you haven't seen a Duke Nukem game since. Oh, so. yeah. Duke Nukem, I think, is uh, is long gone. <laughs> At this point, I'm going to say it is. Yeah, but, but you never know. Maybe it'll... Hey. Maybe, maybe, who knows? Maybe, uh, you know, 2030, 2032 yeah. might get another Duke Nukem and hopefully they can, uh, figure out how to, how to nail that one. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> not, maybe, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll see what happens, but you know, I think Duke Nukem is, um, he's, he's gone. Absolutely. Unfortunate, but man, I think that is about it for today's podcast. Um, thank you all so much for listening. This has been absolutely fun to, uh, talk about some different games uh tune in for next episode um we're going to talk about 2010 to 2020 top games which again is going to be another incredible really hard choice and we're also going to throw in our worst i have a second worst on here but i'll save that one it was like in the like 2010 like the the uh, summer of 10 so i'll throw it in for next week just so sounds good uh, sounds good I, i get something for that but man look forward to it as always it's been great I'm Stuart. That's Ed. Peace out. Go. Peace out.